Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's a another nighttime recording of such mm. of late. Uh, so you know, once again, the rules apply. Scarlet disappears. It's because she fell asleep. Uh, especially because today, me and Scarlet are both. Well, I say tired. My legs just hurt. I got leg pains. Oh, I've got feet pain. You've got feet pains. Uh, we ran a, a half marathon today in the New Forest, which was lovely. It was my first one ever. It was really nice. Yeah? Really nice. Oh, such nice scenery. It's my favourite run of all the runs I've done is the New Forest. Um, I've done it. This was my second time doing that one. And yeah, it's just such a nice run. If anyone's a keen runner, I would recommend it. Well, I mean, considering that most people that listen to this podcast are American. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe you've probably got some nicer ones where you are. Maybe don't fly over for it. But <laughs> if, <laughs> it's a really nice run. It's nice going through the forest. Lovely. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was good. It, there was a lot of people. A lot of people. How many, uh, people, how many the, people ran the same thing we ran? Uh, two and a half thousand. Yeah, so we were at one point in a crowd of that, which was uh, pleasant. Yeah. yeah okay we didn't i i definitely didn't enjoy that i got a little bit i got a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of people yeah um yeah i started to get a little bit um antsy yeah by the amount of people definitely but once we got a bit further in i would say when we hit sort of like five miles i think that was when it really tapered off like i'm used to with other runs i've done it's been more towards like two miles in that it started to break away but for this one it was definitely a bit more took a lot longer for the crowds of people to disperse and even even like at the end there was still quite a lot of people uh, the uh, last time I ran it it was so much more sparse throughout the course but this time we were constantly around other runners there was no point where it was just us and say like one or two other people yeah, yeah. Which was which was weird. I've never run a race that was that busy. So it was in it was interesting. Yeah. But it still felt good to do. It's uh still still glad that we did it. Yes, you are. Yes. It was lovely. So yeah. I just felt feel I think I'm I'm like I've got a bit of a headache now and I think that was that's uh a little bit to do with the fact that we were around so many people. It's made me feel a little sort of uh, overwhelmed. Do you get headaches around big crowds of people? I get headaches afterwards. Just from, like, if I've done any sort of, like, mass socialising, it makes me quite tired. Ah, And headaches, headaches, yeah. Yeah. I know you nap. Like, you don't nap in the week, but at weekends you're a bit of a napper. Uh, So, yeah, I just... uh... Never really linked the two, but I have noticed that you nap on a Saturday usually, and on a Saturday we uh, we tend to go into town. So yeah, I get. I, I get two are linked that you have to have little sleeps once you've been around like uh, loads of people. Yeah, I do. I get quite. It's just the way I am. I don't know what it is. I just get a bit sick of once I've been around people too often. Mm. That's it. Then I'm uh, I'm done. And being asleep is my favourite thing in life i love being asleep i love sleeping there is nothing that could make me not want to be asleep so yeah yeah i had this conversation the other day but uh i said if you uh <laughs> if you could give up sleeping so you could just be awake but you wouldn't get tired or you know kind of like a shark you you could just stay awake constantly uh, and you wouldn't need to sleep um but you could just have all the energy you would normally have and go about your life but technically by that i always thought that like your life doubled then because you're not sleeping as much, but you were like, no, I wouldn't give up sleep. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give up sleep. Nothing makes me happier. I can sleep whenever. There's never... You know how some people are like, oh, I'd love to be able to sleep on trains, but I can't because I, of some reason. I can never not sleep. doesn't matter how loud or noisy it is or how bright it is or where I am. I can sleep. I went to Amsterdam once and uh, when I was there I was a little bit tired and the person I was with wanted to do stuff and I was just too tired. I just fell asleep in the middle of the square. It was really busy and I put my bag under my head and fell asleep. 
Well, yeah, there. Yeah. Um, uh, well, any anything else? Anything else going on with you? Um, well, one thing. Well, it's not really a thing that's going on with me, but I was saying it to you earlier. Was podcasts? Um, right. Not our podcast. I don't. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe it is for some people. But I was thinking that I listen to a lot of podcasts. I listen to podcasts when I walk to work and when I'm on my lunch break from work. And I think they're the equivalent to me of NT conversation. I think a podcast gives me what conversation gives NT people. Because for me, it's ideal because I don't have to talk, which I'm not a big fan of talking or socialising or like being with people in person. But I think podcasts are nice because I can just listen to things. And I think um, I, I just wanted to mention it and see if any other um, burgers out there feel the same thing because I, f- I feel like that is for me how I get my socializing because I don't really do it any other way but that's how I hear new things hear people's opinions on things sometimes I come to you and say I heard some people talk about this in a podcast what's your opinion because I disagreed with them or I thought they were right and made a good point and I think that is sort of my own way of socializing without actually socializing at all is you just listen to other people have other conversations, but it's not like eavesdropping, I guess, with a podcast. So. Yeah, yeah. And then I can sort of work out what my opinion is, whether I agree or disagree or, you know, I, I like doing that. I think that's quite interesting. But yeah, I just wanted to know if that's what anyone else does and if they feel like the same way and that it may be their version of having a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Anything with you? Uh, so the LED light situation at work is still ongoing. Uh, they're gonna the people I work for are going to have me sent off to have eye tests done to see if uh they can get me some sort of coloured lens yes. glasses. Um, so yeah, that's good. And uh, they're on about rewiring the lights above where I work, so it's not LED based either. So we'll see how that goes. I've just got to book an appointment with this, uh, like, eyeglasses specialist person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that will be quite interesting as well because some things I think you might not even know are things you're sensitive to, but perhaps they are. Like, you might not know that that's what causes you to be maybe anxious when you are. Mm. But you you might learn... Learn some things about yourself. Well, I, uh, another thing is I, I was saying that um, the I'm used to doing like rotor work, so shift work where I have shift patterns and my shifts move around from time to time. But lately I've been doing the exact same shift every day and um, I don't work. I've worked the exact same day, same shifts every day. And I've noticed that like it's having an impact on the way I do things. So obviously like with all the other stuff that I keep talking about with me and I'm not very organized and I'm not very like your typical, like what's considered like typical burger stuff. I've noticed that once I get a rigid schedule in like this, apparently you're like, I can be organized and I can get stuff done and sorted and things in a right way. And once I've got a routine in and once I can do everything like the same way day in, day out, for some reason, uh, turns out I can actually organize myself yeah. In a way that I thought not possible by me. Um, I didn't think I had like attention to detail or anything. Like that. I mean, I still don't in the sense of you couldn't give me like a load of data, like figures, numbers, whatever, and then ask me to notice whatever. I think I wouldn't be able to do that. But um, I'm good at like knowing where everything is and organizing stuff and uh, stuff like that once I've got like a rigid schedule in place, which is something I definitely didn't think was me. Uh, was something that I didn't think was uh, done by me at all. Odd. Yeah, I definitely think you've uh, you seem more content as well. I think you seem more relaxed from yeah. having this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we're going all right. Uh, so this week's episode. Um. So yes. what we were gonna do. I was gonna do the the money thing, but somebody asked a question. Um, I can't remember it was. It was on possibly Instagram, Facebook. Uh, they sent a message. I can't remember what it was. And they it might be an email now that I think about it. But anyway, it was about um, you and me. But I'm pretty sure it referenced you. 
mainly, and it talked about um, meltdowns and hiding meltdowns uh, and why you don't do them public and why you hide them. Um, and it was more about what you think other people would think if they saw that you did it. Okay. And, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. and I'll like move into like a, an actual topic with this, but they asked me to ask and I thought I'd just save it for the episode itself. But like obviously you have more meltdowns than I do. Um like why and it, like initially why would you hide them? So why won't you do them in public? There seems to be a lot of I don't see a lot of meltdowns in general from a lot of people. Like I know a few autistic people and I hear about them having meltdowns and that kind of thing. But, like, why not do it in public? Like, what's your main thing? Because it's more you than me. Not not on the sense of more you than me because I have less meltdowns than you. But you're someone out of the two of us that cares less about how you're seen by people. Um, yeah. It, so, like, why hide them from people? Because you do. You don't tend to have them around people that often. But then equally... If somebody sees you have one, like what, what do you think people would think? I think, well, my first response to that would be, like, what, what a baby. I think, I think, I think meltdowns. I think because of the way, maybe I know, I know everyone's meltdowns are different, but the way my meltdowns are, oh, what's the like come across. I think it's more a case of I think people would think that I am acting like a child having a temper tantrum. Yeah. Because that's kind of what mine are like. I'm not I'm not usually too shouty, but it's a it's quite kind of crying like a baby almost and not in a that's me saying genuinely like how a baby cries. It's like that. Like the when you hear it in the middle of the night that's kind of i would say what it's like and it's just very repetitive and long mm. so i think it would come i think that's my first thought would be that people would think that i'm being childish yeah um and i suppose dramatic because then i think Without me saying I'm autistic, which wouldn't be something that I would want to do. Yeah. Then it would look like it's coming from something that it isn't, because usually what triggers my meltdown is not what's actually caused my meltdown. So yeah, I'm like we. I know we always use the same reference, but it's just because it's an easy one to go to. But a shop not having the item you want doesn't really warrant you having a huge temper tantrum. But that's what it comes across as. It comes across as a temper tantrum because a shop hasn't got what you want. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, you do have... You, you like, when we've got something running a certain way and we've got a certain, like, um, plan and then there's a slight hiccup in the plan, you do tend to get really, like, worked up and yeah, agitated really quickly about it. Uh, and then you start, like, writing stuff off and you're like, well, we'll not do this then and this isn't yeah. happening now and then we can just forget doing this. You do that a lot. Yeah. Um, I'm not counting them as, like, meltdowns. I think meltdowns are more sort of... You can have them whether by the time you get home or you'll try not to have them and then, you know, once you're in a hidden space, like, back in the flat or um, away from people, you, you'll have them. But you hold them in before then. Yeah. But then, like, you won't have them in front of strangers, even though you're probably not going to see these people again. It's just a, it's an interesting thing. This this woman's question made me think about um, all the stuff that we do, like the secret burger stuff, the stuff that we do when we're at home. Yeah. That we would never do out in public. But why? But why, yeah. I think, I think another big part of it for me is... Well, it's two things, really. One, I really don't like attention, whether it be good or bad attention. I'm not a fan of it at all. So I, I don't care whether it's praise or criticism. Or, yeah. Well, not praise or criticism, because that doesn't have to be, like, really attention-y. But, you know, like whether it's positive or negative, I don't like getting a lot of attention. I don't, I don't like everyone looking at me. Oh, it makes me feel weird. So it's instantly going to draw a lot of attention to myself. So that, I think, is a, a big 
reason why I'm put off by it because I'm not like a loud person. I don't like being the centre of attention at all. Um, and I think also because I don't want people to try and comfort me because I don't, that's not what I'm, I'm after. Like I hate that. I hate when you're kind of in, sometimes I just need to like feel whatever I'm feeling yeah, and I don't need someone to help me, especially the way I am. I'm quite independent in my feelings. It's usually if, if I'm going to feel better, it's because I'm going to make myself feel better. And I think that's a, another thing for me. I don't want someone else to try and help me because they, they probably won't. It needs to, it needs to be me. Um, so I think that's another part of it. Cause I imagine if you, for a lot of people, if they saw someone crying in the street or in distress in the in the street, they might want to try and help. Not everyone, but I'm sure there would be people. Yeah, they'd want to come, like, see what was going on and ask if you're all right and that kind of thing. Yeah. And that's more so, um, I think, because you're female as well. Yeah. Um, you're more likely to have someone come up to you and ask you, are you all right? Uh, I think with guys, if you see a guy crying or upset in the street, you tend not to... Yeah go up and talk to them so i guess yeah in that sense you are just gonna i guess attract attention that you don't want um yeah that makes sense that makes sense but yeah somebody said more towards you than me because i think my reasons for not doing stuff like that in public are more obvious i suppose uh i'm different in the sense of that i have a certain way that i want to be portrayed and seen uh, and a meltdown would completely go against that. So I won't do it in public because I just think that it's it would be hard for me to recover from it. It's not the attention, it's the like aftermath of it. If I do it, I'm more concerned about how I'll be seen for a long time after that. Um, or I'll just have to leave where I am or get rid of the people that I'm friends with now and just completely change my friendship groups. I say friendship, but the people I know groups because I don't want them all like in the back of their head thinking that. And even if they weren't in the back of their head thinking about when I had a meltdown in public, I feel like they would be thinking yeah. that. And also for a lot of them, a lot of people don't know what a meltdown is. I honestly don't think that I knew what one is until I started looking up Asperger's and autism and that kind of thing. So I would oh, have... Oh, yeah, me neither. Like yeah. just thinking about it, I used to just think that I was having a temper tantrum, and I would think, why have I not grown out of this? I don't see any other people having temper tantrums that are like in their twenties. Yeah, so I, I feel like I'd have to then take everybody to one side and explain to them what just happened. I couldn't just have it, and then that would be that, and that would be explained. I feel like I'd have to take people to one side and be like so anyway. I had this thing and I know it looked bad, but it was this. It's an autism related thing. And I just have to go into all the details of it, which is it's that as well. And with me and autism, um, I don't like giving like too much away or I don't like explaining too much of stuff to people because I do feel like, especially at the moment with me and uh, work and that kind of thing, there's always a new thing. There's always something else happening. And I'm like, OK, so because of my autism, um, but I know a lot of people don't know a lot about it. So I feel like they think I'm just adding stuff on or making it up. Yeah. I think, I think yeah. for a lot of people, they have like this idea what autism is, but they their version of what they think it is is so much like more basic than what it actually is. Yeah, I think I think a big thing for me when I first started looking into Asperger's um, and when we first started talking, really, because uh, at the start we were talking a lot about your Asperger's, when before I knew anything about it, I always knew the social element. Yeah. Um, maybe didn't understand, but I knew of it. I knew it meant that you might have more problems interacting socially with people, and I think that might have really been all I knew about it. Definitely, sort of sensory issues. That was something that I knew nothing about. I didn't realize that any sort of sensory issues came along with um, Asperger's and I suppose autism as a whole. Mm. Um, so I think that's, I think it is so difficult to explain because there are so many elements of it. And like, as you said, like so many times, it's so different in everybody that it is, 
it does kind of feel like you're being like, oh yeah, and this, and this, and this. And even though they're all linked to the same thing, it does almost feel like you're telling people about loads of separate things that are not, and not, I know this is the wrong word, but it feels like you're telling people lots and lots of separate things that are wrong with you, in in quotations, because it's not really wrong. There's nothing wrong yeah, about it. But, but I always feel weird because a new thing comes up that, I'm having to then explain to people, oh, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. Or I can do that, but it's going to be a struggle or explain it to me. It does seem kind of odd because it's stuff I haven't done before. And, you know, the the more older I'm getting and the more time it's been since I was diagnosed, I'm more open to just accepting that I can't do certain things. And instead of forcing myself to do them and then finding out after I force myself to do them that I can't do them, I'm now just kind of at the start going, I won't be able to do that. Yeah. Um, or I won't be able to do this. Or that's not, that's that, it's just not going to work. So let's not bother. Um, but then because I used to be able to do it before and now I'm all claiming that I can't do it, I do feel like sometimes when I'm explaining stuff to people um, that they might think that I'm just making it up to get out of stuff and they know I'm making it up but they can't outright accuse me of making it up because obviously there's like discrimination rules and that kind of thing. And everybody freaks out a little bit. Everybody, um, you know, doesn't want to discriminate against somebody that's disabled. So they just have to go along with it. But then secretly in their head, they're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with them. They're just yeah. trying to do whatever. So it's, it's interesting because, um, like especially with you, because you keep your autism a secret. Um, mine's not a secret, but I don't let on that my autism affects me as much as it does. So like the way I am in public and around people, I kind of go for the Asperger's. I've got it. You know, I've got it, but it's not as bad as other people's. But then with me, I also have some weird, like almost like it's hard to explain. I don't want to say like hypocritical thing towards myself, but then equally when people say to me, oh, you don't seem like you've got it that bad or it's a really diluted version of it. It must be. Um, I then get annoyed. So I spend yeah. all my time letting people think that I've got I know they know I've got autism, but like, look, I'm like you. I'm not really that different. But then when they go, yeah, you're not. You're not really that different. I just think, what? What do you mean I'm not that different? Like I get <laughs> I, I have like a really weird like thing with it. Inner but, struggle. And you just don't tell people like no. apart from we've said it before, like apart from your family. Uh, my family, a couple of uh, our friends and anybody that listens to this episode, no one knows about you. Yeah. Um, and this question about the meltdown, why you don't do it in public stuff, has just made me think, like, why do we hide it? Why is it something that when you think about it is it's more natural to just be the way you are? And every yeah. time we hide it, every time we keep it a secret, um, it can cause like anxiety every time you hide your traits or every time you try and pretend like you're NT or you try and do things that are, you know, not your natural autistic way. Yeah. Um, it can cause stress and anxiety. You Like you said, like you, you come home from this run today, you've got a headache because you're around so many people and you were doing that. And like when we went into town yesterday, um, you just wanted to come home. Yeah. Um, you kept saying, I just want to get home now. I just want to be home. Um, but I know that that's kind of different because you have to go into town for certain things and whatever, uh, and you wanted to run the marathon. But, like, why do we hide it? And I think there's a lot of people that listen to this episode that are on the spectrum that they try and hide a lot of their own traits as well. Um, Because when you think about it, it is naturally who you are. And when I got diagnosed, my therapist said that I should just accept who I am and essentially what I am and not hide the things that I want to do or the person I really am in public. but um, And I think it has got something to do with being late diagnosed, but like, why hide it? Why do you hide it? Like, Why do you keep like your traits? Because I see loads of your like burgerisms, but you only do them when it's just me and you yeah. in the flat. I mean, yesterday you actually did one that was the first time I've seen you do it. We went to a clothes shop and there was that coat that was really soft and you like turned to me and just went, I want to put my face in it. <laughs> and I was like, well, go on then, just put your face in it. And like you had a quick look around and I was like, I'll keep an eye out. And then I kept an eye out while you rubbed your face on this coat because <laughs> it was like really like super soft and you were just like, oh, it's too soft. Um, I kind of want to put it on my face. And yeah, 
But they were like, we had to do like a IMDb lookout while you rubbed your face on this jacket. Yeah. Because uh, you didn't want people seeing you do that. But it's, uh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of stuff. I don't know if it's, I can never decide if we're doing it to make other people more comfortable around us. I think, yeah. Which is, when you think about that, like I'm hiding a lot of my traits and calling, causing myself anxiety and stress and worry and that kind of thing to make other people feel okay and comfortable, you know, around me in general. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's, I feel like, and it shouldn't be, and in theory it wouldn't be because in theory people would be very understanding and would realise that they've known me for, you know, people that have known me for a while have known me for a while so it wouldn't actually change anything yeah but i do think there's a part of me that thinks that it will just change the way they view me and i don't think it's right but there's a part of me that also feels like they'd view me as lesser than because of it because it's you know it's a because it's a disability i think as much as that doesn't make you lesser than, I think there's just a fear that that's how that they'd think, well, your brain, because of that, your brain works differently and therefore, you know, you're not, you don't know how to do things that, like, I do know how to do. Or, you know, sometimes you hear people, it's like, and it's rare because I think every, I think places are becoming a lot more, um accepting but i think there is this sort of fear of oh well you don't understand then because you've got autism you you just you wouldn't understand Mm. which is true like there are there are some things that i don't understand that nt people do yeah but equally i'm sure there are a lot of things that i do that nt people just don't understand because they don't understand my brain in fact I'm sure there's NT and NT that don't understand each other because we've all got different brains that do different things and react in different ways. So you're never going to understand everything that one person does. So I I don't know why, but yeah, I've just got a genuine fear that people will think that I'm less, even though I know that that's not true. But I fear it. Yeah, but um, like the average nt person yeah um will do things around me that make me uncomfortable and that make me um do you know what i mean like make me feel weird yeah um you know like even if it's just trying to involve me in stuff that i don't want to be involved in yeah or just talking about stuff that i i don't want them to talk about or just making weird noises or just being a certain way um during like prime example, uh, like if I go to like a party or a, you know a nightclub or whatever, like it's been a while since so I've done that. <laughs> you know, like when people go and dance, and then I don't want to dance because I find dancing weird. I've mentioned this before. I, I'm not really a dancer because it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, but then people try and drag me up all the time, like yeah. come on, get up, like, and you're like, no, no, I don't want to. And then they like try and they physically try and get hold of your arm and try and pull you onto the dance floor and there have been times where I've pushed them and been like get off me yeah and then they've been like oh easy like do you know what I mean I'm just, it's just a dance what's wrong with you and I'm just like just don't grab me um like I'm just like all right fine I was only messing about um like you're a bit too sensitive and then it's weird between the two of us you know like then it's like it's odd like it's uh it's something that they think like oh what a like a weirdo but like I'm just supposed to put up with that do you know what I mean? Like, and them being like the, yeah. their NT self and doing things that are normally NT. But then I think like, well, I can't tell him my autism stuff because it'll make them feel weird. Do you know what I mean? Like if I said to him, like, look, it's flashing lights. There's loads of noise. Like there's loads of people out there. I, I don't want to be involved in that. Like I'm not 100% like comfortable being in this building in general. So why would I go to like the heart of the thing that's causing me trouble? Do you know what I mean? Like, they'd then feel bad if they were like, wait, I just tried to drag someone that's got, like, a disability that makes them really socially awkward into a situation that was going to make them ten times worse. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, that makes them feel worse for doing it. Yeah. So in the end, what I do is I just 
overreact in their eyes and they think that I'm just like, there's just something weird about me and I'm like really sensitive for no reason. Yeah. Like why pick that option over the, the real reason why I'm behaving the way I'm behaving? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's so tricky because, the, yeah, we, I think, well, I say we, I think everyone's always making compromises for other people's personalities. And I think my my favourite kind of people are the people that don't, the people that don't compromise their own behaviours to suit other people. I like those people because I, they're, I guess there's a lot of authenticity to it. I like it when people say things that I might not agree with, but at least they've given me their honest opinion. There's nothing worse than when you say something and then you know that the other person feels differently, but then they start agreeing with you just because that's what's best. Like yeah. that's easier. I, I do think it's better to not, but yeah, I think a lot of people do that. I, I think it's not just um, burgers. I think a lot of NT people around other NTs as well. I think there's always, it's, it's one of the, Things that I do anyway, but I don't really understand it. I don't understand watching NT people change who they are to suit other people. And I think I do it, but not to suit an individual, just to suit the NT world. Yeah, that's what I'm... That's, yeah. It's, it's weird, like, because we do it around strangers. I just accidentally, what I think, sometimes what I think suits the NT world won't actually suit the person I'm doing it for. That's when I have issues. Sometimes I think I'm saying something that is just universally accepted, and then the other person will go, "Oh no, <laughs> yeah, um, and then I feel like I've messed up, even though I don't actually mean what I've said, and then I don't want to sound like I'm backtracking and going, "Oh no, well, I don't actually think that, even though I don't <laughs> yeah it's just for me like. Obviously, there's all these things like autism hours uh, and there's all these different like autistic groups and um, the people that are like severely autistic, um, like they're the ones that need like the ear defenders all the time in public. Yeah. And they need like the glasses yeah. or, you know, that kind of stuff. That's OK. And that's like what autism hours for a lot of people. That's what autism is. So you, you have to be at that level to be really autistic. Um, and then that's the only kind of behaviour that can be seen in public that apparently is, you know, fine. Nobody questions it. Nobody says, oh, this is weird and making me feel weird. They just go, oh, they're autistic. You know, listen, like, look at the way they are. Look at the way they're behaving. You can tell they are. But I feel like Asperger's is one of those ones that is out there. But it's so unknown and a lot of people don't really know what it is and how it works and how it is that we can't be ourselves in public and we can't really show who we are and just have our traits out there because they're ones that aren't like that well known to people. They're not like the obvious autistic traits that people recognize because they've been, they've understood some base level of autism. But with Asperger's, I could think like I could just go out and be me and do the things that I normally do and the way I am in public. But um, I mean, the way I am in private, but do it outside. But then I just think like it, it'd be too confusing for people because it's not the obvious, like, signs of a disability it like it presents itself in such an odd way um in general with just the way you do stuff i just think a lot of people wouldn't get it do you mean like there's times where i've been into like arguments or like fights with people because they just don't get that what i'm doing is not intentional that's just how it is like you used to work with me yeah um like how many different like customers used to genuinely get so angry with me and like shout at me and like um get into full-blown arguments with me over something that when you think about it after I just didn't understand what they meant um or I misinterpreted what they were saying and then my reaction to that is not the normal person reaction to that and therefore they started kicking off yeah it happens uh, all the time and there was times where I thought about saying to them oh I'm sorry it's because I'm autistic just to make them feel bad because I feel like they would they then go <laughs> oh Oh, uh, oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't like. I didn't mean to shout and stuff. Um, but I think for them it would still be confusing. Yeah. I think I think I'd say autistic, 
And then that's like the word that then shuts everything down. You know, when you're checking, when you go, oh, well, I'm actually autistic, they then just go, oh, okay. But in their head or like after the event had happened, I think they'd go home and think, but what does that mean? Like, why would that be relevant to what was happening or what he was saying? Or during like, I I feel like it's too confusing. Um, Asperger's is one of those ones that if you don't know someone that's got it or if you don't understand it, it's hard to know what you're expected or what's to be expected or how you should treat somebody that's got it or, you know, should you treat them normally? Should you treat them differently? Do you ask them? Do you don't? So I just feel like because the whole thing is too confusing and too, like, complex that I just think I'll just behave like you the best I can and that'll make you feel normal and that'll make you feel relaxed and then, you know, I'll just do that because that's an easier one to follow than what goes on with me and in my head on a regular basis. I think that the thing that makes it confusing is that for a lot of people that have Asperger's um, and other forms of autism, you can behave NT, you can present as NT, maybe not all of the time, but you can present as it, you know, like, um, like my therapist said, you sort of fluctuate in and out of the spectrum mm. and some days you will be more on the spectrum and some days you will be less on the spectrum um because it 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 can it's a fluctuating it's you're never bang on one particular place and unmoving and i think that's what leads to a lot of the confusion because for a lot of people if they've seen me act a certain way they then think so you can do it and it doesn't matter how much energy that takes up or how much stress that causes. They think you can do it, so you should do it. And this is a thing that came up, I know, in your um, ex-relationship. Is that the right word for it? Your pre, uh, your old relationship. And yeah. um, it's come up in mine as well. In fact, I think it's come up in maybe all of our relationships. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know what you're going to say. Um, where we start off acting one kind of way that is almost like the perfect partner. Um, being yeah. very affectionate, being very uh, there for caring. Just, just everything that that particular person wants in a partner, you almost put that persona on. And yeah. then it wears off. For me, it takes like where it usually is about a month or two for you i think it's about three months we do that and then we just go to our normal selves and i think the for the other person the other partner it's just a but you can do it so do it and it doesn't matter that it takes up a lot of energy yeah i mean you're trying to explain that um or you're trying to explain that's how it works that it i did it at the start but that's because I did because I thought that would be easier for you and it would make you more comfortable. But now I'm actually relaxed and now we're in a relationship where I'm comfortable being around you. I'm going to start doing the things how I actually am. Um, yeah, they, they they don't get the the thing. They they just think like, just do it forever. And you yeah. just think like, well, I can't do it forever. Like it was hard for the first few months and I'm like drained now and I can't do it anymore. Um, but they think, well, just just do it anyway and like yeah. you said like there are try explain that to somebody with a disability how does dis- because i think for a lot of people if you're not into not into but if you don't have disabilities of any kind or you don't really know anybody that does you don't really think about it that way that try explain to somebody that yeah with my disability some days i'll be more disabled than others yeah uh, some days it'll be like there's nothing at all and some days you'll think like how do you get through your life like this um, and that's how it will be. But I won't know when it's going to happen. And I don't know how it works. And uh, I'll just know on the day. You'll know on the day. But that's it. But yeah, trying to explain that. Because then I get, I mean, even now, like I, people, loads of people know about me and my like autism. And they know about my Asperger's. But the amount of people that I get into trouble with still to this day, because they think, well, last week ago, he was completely fine. It was completely normal. He behaved normally, got along with everyone. And then now he's being this way like the amount of times i've had like meetings with people that i work with and they've just gone what's wrong and i'm like why what's up and there's like nothing you're just behaving differently and i'm like no i'm not and they're like yeah yeah you're being well different and i'm like no i don't think so um and yeah it's just because 
I was one way one week and now I'm this way again. And then maybe I'll go back to that way. Maybe I won't. Yeah. I've, what I find interesting um, in me is that I do feel like there's almost like switches in my brain that switch on and off. I do, genuinely, I don't think I have that much control over them, but I really do notice my the way I'm being changing almost completely different from in different stages i think when i am outside and in public i'm more well i'm i'm more like how i am when i talk on this podcast not in as open at all but this is kind of like my outside voice yeah um and my being more articulate i suppose not that I think I'm very articulate on the podcast, but that more like I say a lot more. I say things and I put things together better. And then I think I think there's almost like three stages to me. I think there's this, which I would consider like the most adult stage. I think there's a more comfortable or slightly more comfortable version of me where I think I I think I talk quite posh on this and I probably don't talk as as posh. In, in like my more comfortable stage i've yeah. got probably a bit of a, a bit more of an accent or you say i've got an accent i think i've got a bit more of an accent when i'm not trying to speak a particular way yeah um and i yeah I'm, i say things that are more jokey i'm a bit more jovial but then i think there's also my preferred version of me that I definitely can't do in public because of the way it would come across but it's almost like a child it's quite childish I have a really childish way of being that is just my favorite place to be when I'm like that that's when I'm happiest because nothing bothers me when I'm like that it's like I can switch off all different parts of my brain that are always doing thinking and just be like a child like a genuine child the way I act the way I think and it it genuinely changes in my brain the way I'm thinking where I start thinking like a child thinks and talking like a child talks and I I think that's a big part I think that's part of my burgers I don't know it's just something that I notice that I do usually when I'm in sort of the comfort of my own flat when I'm on my own sometimes if I'm around you I do it as well where I'll be I'll just sit there colouring and just kind of being a bit... Yeah, but you wouldn't do it in public. But I wouldn't do it in public, no, because that would be... I don't know, I feel like it would be judged. And people wouldn't understand because if they've seen a part of me that acts like an adult, yeah, they then wouldn't understand a part that acts like a child. Do so you think even if it was a given and everybody knew you were autistic, you still feel like that wouldn't help? Well, I think for a lot of people, they think if you can do it, then you should do it. So if you can act like an adult, then you should act like an adult, which I get it. I get the mentality. If you can be a nice person, then in theory, you should try to be a nice person 100% of the time. So I, I get it. It's just, it's not always that easy or that simple. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean with you and and that, but yeah, I guess it is just you can't you can't do it. Um, I think for a lot of people, they're quite consistent. Um, yeah. And those that aren't consistent are considered, you know, like um, well, not spontaneous, but there's something about people not really liking people that are unpredictable. It's all right knowing someone that's unpredictable. In certain situations, but for a lot of like the aspects of life, like work or um, school or just stuff in general, you're not allowed to really be unpredictable. Yeah. Um, And I guess with autism, as much as it's the schedule and the structure and that kind of thing, I would say that I couldn't tell you how I'm going to be tomorrow at all. Um, I know how I am now and... I'll try my best to continue this on till tomorrow. But with me, like, one thing will happen and it will send my, like, autism, like, into, like, a completely different thing and it, it'll make me behave differently and think differently and the way, like, I'm putting myself together for that day is different. But I know that for a lot of people it's not going to make any sense 
So I try and make it into the best version of like a neurotypical behavior that I can. Yeah. So I still have to change and I still have to be different because something's happened that's thrown me off. But I'll just try and find the closest version of the neurotypical thing to the thing I'm doing. Yeah. So like if I'm like confused and don't know what's going on um, and I'm like frustrated by uh, it could be anything like it could just be that someone's moved something or I've lost something or there's something that's like externally happening that has nothing to do with what I'm doing right now but I've not been able to get it out of my thought processes like not shutting the door or um if I've had an issue with like getting a bill that I wasn't expecting or that kind of thing it's in my head it's constantly like wearing away at me and it's it's winding me up but I know that I can't show that because that doesn't make any sense to a lot of people that it's making like my behaviors differently. So I I have to turn it into something that's, that's something or it's easier than to understand, which for me is like anger or like a moodiness or a, a no like interest in anything anybody's doing and like make myself appear like more selfish than yeah. I am. Because I know that they're ones that make more sense to people than me saying, oh yeah, I'm just worried because uh, I don't remember if I turned all the plugs off at my flat before I left you know like I'm pretty sure I did but I don't remember if I did and I can't picture myself doing it and I know I've got to come to work now so I'm here and I've got to stay here till four o'clock and it's only nine o'clock now so that means there's hours that I'm gonna to have to wait until I can find out whether that's the case of what I did or didn't do um you tell people that and they don't get that that's an autism thing even if they know I'm autistic they'll start like thinking it's an OCD thing or they'll think I'm ridiculous or like, why is that a problem to get worried? So if you just change your behavior to one that I think, well, if I do this, they'll stop talking to me and they won't notice I'm being weird. So for me, it's like an anger or a moodiness that they just think, oh, don't go near Nikki today. He's in a right mood. Um, I just think then no one's going to ask me and no one will notice because everyone's giving me a wide berth because they think I'm a bit like wound up or angry or moody or whatever so they they back away from me yeah yeah um and for some reason to me that makes more sense that everyone thinks that i'm being just unreasonable and moody and aggressive and angry for no reason no reason at all other than i just hate everybody for me that seems to make more sense than me explaining to them what's actually going on you know yeah um i feel like if i explain to them what's really going on in my head they'll think i'm nuts but like if i um just behave in a way that they think well he's not nuts he's just a bit of a you know i'm trying to think of a good describing word for a bit of a without using a word that i can't use for the podcast yeah <laughs> a bit of a nasty person <laughs> yeah let's just go with that yeah um that's for some that for me i'd rather have the image of being someone that's like that than then thinking he's someone who's really erratic with his thought processes and he doesn't know what he's doing. Because even then, if I say, oh, it's just my autism, they then just think, like, is it? Is it your autism? Um, I don't know. That's like they start weighing it up on what they know about autism. And they just think, well, I don't think that is his autism. Or if it is, like, it's got a massive effect on him. I don't want people thinking, like, I can't do my job or yeah. I shouldn't be out of the house. Yeah. Or maybe we should just send him home because he's obviously having a hard time today. I don't want any of that. I just want people to get that this is how I am, but this is how I get anyway. Like, it's not like being at work's making it worse. I'd be the same if I was at home. I'd just be doing the same thing in my flat. So I might as well be at work because that's just the way it is. And I don't understand stuff like, you know, when people say, don't bring your personal life to work while you're working, your personal life not is not you. You're at work. You can think about it after. I can't control what my brain thinks about. And how much it's going to impact what I think about. So, like, I have to find new ways to do stuff because I don't want people thinking, like, send him home or he's really upset or they do that thing where they pull you to one side and like, do you want to talk about this? And I'm just like, it's my autism. Is it? We can have a meeting about that as well. And I'm just like, we don't need to talk about that because you won't understand it. And it's way more complicated than I can be bothered to explain. Yeah. So I just think, I've just got it in my head, just do this. And really, like, I could just be saying... It's my autism. I could just be throwing it out there and even if they don't understand it, at least they'll back off a little bit. But then, like, it does make me think, what else are they then thinking about? Like, if I do make a mistake somewhere or 
if I just do something that's got nothing to do with autism, it's just a natural mistake that they would have made the same. They start thinking, oh, yeah, but it is his autism. Do you know what I mean? Like, he just, he doesn't understand or he can't help himself or he's got no real control over that. Which, that for me, seems worse than them just thinking, oh, he's just got an attitude. You know what I mean? Like, his behaviour's just like this. He's just one of those people that's hard to work with. He's a difficult person. Like, yeah. for some reason, for me, that seems like the better solution than them thinking, like, his autism makes him this way, though. It's weird. It's weird that that is, for some reason, because I agree, it is the same with me. For some reason, that does seem like the better alternative. A lot of the time, for me, I I don't come across as an angry person because I'm not particularly. Things, I mean, you know, sometimes things get me a little bit annoyed, but I don't think I'm a very angry person. But I think with me, it comes across as I'm just a bit odd. There's a lot of times where I think I come across as just a bit strange. Like, things I do don't really make sense to a lot of people. The way I talk comes across as quite awkward and just a bit, yeah, just a bit awkward and uncomfortable and not really sure of myself, which is strange because I'm actually quite sure of myself, but I come across as a bit... Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean with you. Uh, There's times where you're 100% committed yeah, and you actually know what you mean and what you want to do, but then you explain it to me and it sounds like you just don't want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's just the way I come across. Like, I'm... I I think, like, I, like I've said before in the podcast, like, the way I am, I think about things a lot. I'm very internal. I don't usually talk to people to sort things out. So once I've got to the stage of telling someone else a plan or a thought that I've had I've already done all the thinking about it that I need to do so it's not like me telling them because I'm unsure but it just comes across when it comes out of me as very unsure and very oh should I should I? I'm not sure and yeah I come across as quite odd but for some reason that is the better alternative than just being I guess a bit of a bit of a, a weirdo which to, I don't care like i I don't really think that anyone's weird or strange. The amount of times that people will say, oh, yeah, but they're a bit bit odd, aren't they? And I think, are they? I didn't notice because I don't. I, I, so I don't care about being considered different. I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't no. think it should be a thing that's feared. But it's interesting that, that would, that's my choice over being autistic. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, it's, it's not my choice over it. It's just for some reason the perception. And I don't know what it is. It's wrong. I shouldn't. It shouldn't be something that I feel in any way like that about. But I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I've tried to think about what it is, like why I would hide it in the first place. I mean, I know I've said before that like the reason I hid my autism a lot and mask is because my autism got me into trouble a lot of the time. But now I know what it is and now it's something that I'm aware of and it's out there. Um, I don't know why I still prefer to pick like uh, explanations that aren't true and in some cases make me look bad. Like why pick them over? Like what's the big deal? Why am I that like worried or concerned about people knowing I'm autistic? Um, You know, like why would I change it why do you change it like why hide it why not want people in why not do you not want people to know about it um it's just odd uh and yeah this like i say the question about the meltdown just made me think about like why do i hide it um or only do certain things when no one can see me um or lie about what i'm thinking about you know to people i definitely think that there's a part of me that doesn't like the idea of people going well, the reason for that or the reason that Scarlett does that is because of her Asperger's or she she doesn't understand that because of her Asperger's or just in any way sort of making an excuse for me because of it. And that's not because it isn't always warranted. Sometimes, yeah, I can't do things because of it or I act in a particular way because of it. But because I know that it's not all things, I don't want all of my actions and behaviours to be clubbed into that. And I think there's a fear of that. Sometimes I just need to be told that I'm not doing 
I mean, I hold myself to a really high standard, so it's actually really difficult to tell whether it's me. Because I like to push myself, so I think sometimes I will not realise that it's because of my Asperger's, and in some ways it might help if someone else told me that I just can't do it because it's going to cause me too much stress because of that. Whereas I think in my head, I'm always like, I can do it and it doesn't matter and I'll do it and I'll deal with consequences later. But then there's also a part of me that just, I just don't want people making that excuse for me. Like I want to make it for myself when I need to, but I don't want it to always be in play, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, I remember when my old boss used to say, uh, I would talk to him about it, but he wouldn't really understand or, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't really get what he's doing or he doesn't know what he means by that. Yeah. And you used to get really annoyed with it then. Like, yes, I used to find it really irritating that somebody would make those assumptions about me. I don't like the, yeah, I think it's the assumption, like maybe ask because sometimes there were some things that I would be told that you didn't know. Yeah. That what you'd done was a bit rude. And I would think he does know. It's not like there were some times where you did things that um, our boss would say, oh, he just doesn't understand. And I would think he does understand. That's deliberate. Yeah, I mean, there's been times, especially with my job, because I work in the public, where I've done things that are really rude to members of the public that are customers. But it, it's not because I've chosen to. And it's not because I don't understand that I can't do it. It's because... In that particular situation and that particular social interaction, I panicked and I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the normal etiquette of conversations. I don't understand what I can and can't say to people. Like, I don't understand the boundaries of sales assistant to customer. I don't understand the rules. Like, I've had them explained to me, but I don't get it. And there's just sometimes I get put into situations where I don't, know what I'm supposed to say and do and I don't know how I'm supposed to react so I react in a way that for a lot of people they just think oh you can't do that but for me it's because it's the only option I had in my head I'm thinking like what do I say what do I say what do I say and the only sentence that seems to come off my head is one that I think if I say that I'm going to get into trouble but then I look at them and they're wanting a reply from me and I'm trying to think of a different reply that's not that and my brain's just going no that's all you've got just say it and then this is over <laughs> so then I say it and then I just think like oh I shouldn't have said it but then I just think like they wanted an answer they kept saying well well yeah. and I just think like um but then sometimes it's just because they keep saying well over and over again and the repetition of them repeating the same word and the sound of it has agitated me to the point where I have literally no control over my reaction now like there's times with me and like I, I can tell that I, I don't want to do something but people are unknowingly pushing me uh, to the point where I can't take it anymore and then I get wound up and then I like explode at them and for me it doesn't matter who it is you know they could be like a customer or a teacher or like you know somebody that you're not supposed to do that to but for me I just think it's my only option it's my only option if I do it I'm out of this I'm out it's done yeah. but then yeah to, this is what I'm saying like once I tell everybody that it's my autism I get people assuming that I'm oblivious and that the only reason I'm doing it is because I don't understand why I can't do it. Um, but like, you know me, so you were like, he does know he can't do that. But at the time I was just driven to it. I had no choice. Yeah, and is it, I feel like that that's one example where it's not always uh, a case of someone's done something bad and they don't know. And sometimes you maybe would do something that's uh, considered a certain way and it's genuinely you haven't realised so it's not like all the time you're always aware it no. was just in these certain situations that I didn't like the way that you were being spoken about like you were I guess kind of like a, just oblivious to it which therefore was almost like in a suggesting that you were and it wasn't it wasn't meant like that at all but it was almost like oh he doesn't understand as in he, he's like almost to do with your intelligence which it, it wasn't and that's definitely not how it was meant but i was but it sounds like he's 
he doesn't understand grown-up concepts. Yeah, it was almost like that, and I that kind of just wound me up because I thought, why not? Why maybe we should ask Nikki instead of making an assumption? Yeah, but then that would have gone badly anyway. It would have. Yeah, would have so... come, you'd have come to ask me. You'd have. I'd have felt like I was being criticised for something I did, uh, and I'd just get mega defensive and angry, and then I would have said something that was even worse than the original thing I said. Yeah. Um. Yeah, which is it's probably what it is. It's probably because everybody's autism is different. It's individual to the person that has it. So you can't just apply like general terms to anybody that's got it. Well, it must be this or it must be that. You have to know the person that's got it. You have to know how they've got it. And then you've got to remember that and apply that thought every time you see them do anything that you think's a bit odd. You start thinking, well, I know they're autism. Is it because of their autism or is it something else? Um, which is a big faff and a lot of people aren't going to want to do that or put the effort in to do that. So I just think to save time, I'm going to try and just behave in a way that makes sense to people. Um, and for me, it's regardless of whether I should act in a way that makes sense to people and sees me in a positive light or should I do the same thing but sees me negatively, I don't really care. It's just a case of this is more simple than explaining to someone my autism specifically or having to signpost stuff. So every time I do something that's a bit autistic or I know is particularly related to my Asperger's is to do it and then take someone to one side and go, okay, so the reason I did this, do you know what I mean? Like I don't don't have to do that either. So I think just do something that they recognise, you know, just be rude, just be whatever because that makes more sense to people than my autism and there's a genuine worry that I don't want people getting uncomfortable because of my autism which is odd you know like why hide it like it it would be easier if you could just do it out in public like all the stuff that you like to do privately or the way you actually want to be in a situation like I guess it's, it's weird that you're not allowed to just do that because it would cause it would raise too many questions and all that stuff I mean, it's very, it's interesting because our personalities are actually, they're, in that sense with our sort of emotions, they're very different. We're both very different people. Yeah. So I think if we were to act our real, uh, our real selves, but you know, like more comfortably, I think it would be very interesting because I feel like I have to sort of make myself you come across as a bit more miserable than I actually am a lot of the time I've realized that a lot of the time I almost if I come across as too excited about things which I do um which I I, I do get I don't I don't come across as it but sometimes I have to deliberately tone it down so I'll get excited about the fact that I am going to I mean this is a stupid thing but I get excited about the fact that I've got to do like some sort of maths thing and I get excited about that but then I sort of go oh I've got to do this got to do that stupid adding up thing oh and when actually I'm quite looking forward to it so I do that a lot and also I find that people can be quite negative about other people a lot of the time and I actually quite like I th- it's not that I like people. I just don't like to instantly judge someone on one thing that they've done or, you know, I don't like to not have all the facts. I don't like to say they've done that because of this. I like to sort of try and assume that everyone's good until there's really a lot of evidence stacked up against them Yeah. instead of just going off one thing. But I find that a lot of the time other people, it's like one thing. So then I... I don't like getting into those conversations anyway, but sometimes I'll just go, yeah, when really in my head I'm thinking, oh, you haven't really taken this into consideration though or this. So I find that I more have to be put on a more negative me, whereas I think you have to put on a more positive you publicly, which I think is quite interesting that we do sort of the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Well, Well, that's it for this week. Uh, next week, unknown topic. Like I said, we might pick up the money thing at a later date, but I thought today, if we did it, we'd just be going over the same stuff again. Yeah. Because the the other aspects of it that I want to look at are slightly different. 
uh, and this topic was fresh in my head. I actually thought of another topic to do the other day. I was laying in bed. I thought of it. Uh, you know, like when you have a dream. Yeah. You wake up in the morning. You have a, you've had a dream. You think, oh, that's a pretty cool dream. I better remember that one. Uh, or that might just be me. I don't know. Um, no, I, I do that. When I used to do like writing, they used to tell me to keep a notepad and pen next to the bed. And when you have a good dream, because it could be a good idea for something to write, uh, you should write it down. Um, but I had an idea for an episode and I remember thinking that's a really good idea why haven't we done that yet I better remember to do that one and then literally later on that day I just thought like I can't remember what it is I literally can't remember I still can't remember it now so I'm hoping it'll come back to me but this uh this episode I thought about it earlier today and I just thought we'll do it today because otherwise I'll forget um but if I hopefully I can remember my other idea to do for next weekend yeah hopefully but that's it for this weekend. Like I say, we'll come back to money at some point uh, once we have thought about it some more. Um, but thanks, everyone, for listening again. Thank uh, you so much for listening. Thanks for everybody that joins our Facebook group. Thank which you is so much. Their math is at Facebook. Anyone that's been following our Instagram, you know, like I say, our posts are a bit spaced out, but we are posting now. Uh, we're on there. That's their math is on Instagram. And same with Twitter. Um, I've done one tweet uh, but I will try and do some more. Uh, and obviously we post our episodes on there as well for those that don't have Facebook or don't have Instagram and want to find us somewhere. We're on all three. You don't need to follow us on Facebook to get access to our podcasts. Um, I mean, obviously I always do this and I think like you have to have access to a podcast to hear me saying this now, but for some reason it doesn't work yeah. out. Like if you want to listen to our podcast, you are listening to our podcast. <laughs> So I don't know why I do it, but anyway. We've got some new Instagram content that will be up the day you're listening to this. Yeah. Because we've taken some pictures from the run. Not not during the run, after the run. Yeah, we didn't take uh, phones with us for the run um, because I am a bit nuts about people stealing my stuff. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Nikki was a a bit bit mental about it, but that's all right. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, that's... That's it. Oh, yeah, we've also got email as well. So them at gmail.com. But that is it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, oh, yeah, and join our group in the Facebook group if you want to ask anybody in there, not just us, but anybody in there. That's, there's quite a few people in there that know a lot about autism. If you want to ask questions about yourself or your own diagnosis or you think about getting diagnosed or you think you might be autistic or you know somebody that you think is or just if you like are in a relationship with someone that's autistic or anything like that any questions just join our facebook group um and there's loads of people in there that will talk to you about basically anything you want to talk about anything goes in there at the moment yes thank you bye